Father, I want to thank you that we can be together as your people to, to worship you together. It is such a privilege. It's also amazing, Lord, just to think that we have the opportunity to know one another for eternity. And we can start worshiping together here, but then it can continue for eternity and eternity as we are gathered before your throne one day in the new Jerusalem. What a privilege to echo that already in this life. This morning I pray that you will grow us. This morning I pray that you will show us things in our hearts to bring us nearer to you. And I pray also, Lord, this morning that your word will be a joy to us, Lord. That it will give us hope that we will find strength in it and see ways to follow you, things to lay down, things to repent of, other things to take on and to stretch ourselves out towards. Whatever it takes this morning to grow in our faith, will you help us in that manner? And I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. So this morning I want to do part two of the electric fence. Um, who was here last week? Okay, so we are, we are moving on, we're carrying on on this theme of renovating your mind, your stronghold and your electric fence. And I want to take just a short recap. So just bear with me if you were here last week. I just want to get everyone on one page and then we'll, <clears throat> we'll, do, um, we'll carry on. We'll take it further. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. We have the ability to know and to understand what the heart of Jesus is. Isn't that powerful? There's many attacks or temptations to take on a different mindset, and that's what we are on to in this, this morning. But how do we lay hold of the mind of Christ? I want to go over this again. What is a stronghold? If I use the term stronghold this morning, uh, I don't want it to be too up in the air. So let's quickly just read through this again. A stronghold is an area where most people have the same beliefs, values, or etc. An area dominated by a particular group. Or a stronghold can be a physical protected place where the members of a military group stay and can defend themselves against attacks. There's another definition on the next slide. Definition of a stronghold is a place that has been secured tightly in case of an attack or a place where a particular belief or ideology is firmly believed and staunchly defended. Let's say, for example, that Hermanus is known for love all across the country. It can be a stronghold. Man, when you go into that place, what you experience is love. So that will be an intangible stronghold, a set of belief that people really believe that to love is a way to build a community. And let's say, for example, uh, there is an attack on our shores and we put up the barricades there by the old harbor. We've got our ships and we stack things on the sides. Ali Shoprai trolleys the harbor whip. And here we've got some sand. Bishops will help. And then we set up a physical stronghold and no one 
comes in and we make sure none of our kids go out because we are practically defending our, our space. That'll be a physical stronghold, right? We um, therefore see a physical place, be a physical fortified place can be a stronghold as well as a spiritual fortified place. In the Old Testament, the inhabitants of Jabu said to David, you will not come in here. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold. Okay, there's an example of a physical stronghold. Um, if we go on to an example of a New Testament stronghold, we go to Corinthians, and what we find is, for though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Okay, they're talking about the strongholds or the patterns in our heart, those intangible strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God. And this will be the most dangerous or the most important stronghold in your life. All right? Because it is the intangible or the invisible stronghold that destroys your life, that gets you off the road. All right? And so we are going to zoom in on that. And what is your electric fence? I'm going to use that term. Every believer has an electric fence to help us discern when an invitation, idea, fear, or plan is from the Lord. That by testing, you may discern what is the will of God. Okay, so if, you, if your heart is a stronghold, is a place that should be consecrated to the Lord, then you, uh, if we can go just one slide back first, then you have the ability by the help of the Spirit to test and discern what is God, and what is not the Lord. And so you can give access to things onto your heart, into your life, or you can refuse access. That would be you taking ownership of your stronghold, being a steward. What comes in and what stays out. You can, I just wrote it out again, we're just giving the intro. We're not going to be long this morning. We're going to get in there Nice and quick, and I trust that there will be practical steps for us. As a believer, you can think of yourself as God's consecrated property, and you have the mandate to protect what belongs to the Lord. Okay, in Scripture, you are called His workmanship. It's said that you belong to Him, and you're also God's building. All right, so there you are, the steward. In a similar way, I know it's not the same, in a similar way, Adam was given the mandate to guard over the garden, okay, because God facilitates authority to people. Now, in your life, the first place of authority you have, and you have it from a young age, young children takes up that authority, is the authority of your heart, over your heart, the stronghold. Okay? Then God appoints you Sometimes as a small group leader or as a worship leader or at work, he gives you authority not only over your own stronghold, but over others. You are now to take care of others as well. But it starts here. What will you allow into your life and what would you refuse access? Right. Just look quick look at Romans 12 verse 2. Again, we had it up last week um, as well. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal. And that word renewal is also the word renovate. Okay? So, so what that means is if you 
have given access in your life to things that do not belong there, that is contrary to the love of Christ, you do have the opportunity to renovate. Right? You, you have the opportunity to clean up and to put out of your heart, out of your life, things that does not belong there. And you can grow in this ability to test and to discern, okay, so what is now of the Lord? And you can renovate your heart. Isn't that a great hope? So you are not, you might be injured and damaged in your heart, but you need not stay that way. Right? By the grace of the Lord, He can renovate you and heal you for your journey ahead. Amen? That's a great hope. Because here's the thing. It's a waste of time to hope and pray for a better past. <laughs> it's done. But you are here now. And God is in the business of renewing and is a redemptive force in your life. And he can turn what has happened in the past into something beautiful in the future if we allow them to. What did uh, Pumba say? Put your behind in the past or something like that. Put your past in the behind. Yeah, if we quote Pumba at church, you know, it's, it's a rough morning. It's a rough start. All right. So last week we took the scripture that says, watch out for the love of the world, the lust of the, the, lust of the, the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of heart. These are three areas that wants to come through the gates of your heart. All right. So that's last week. Um, if you want to refer back to that, do it. But in short, uh, there are three ways the enemy can come to you, and there's possibly more than those, but in that scripture, instinctively you need certain things, the lust of the flesh, it's got to do with that you have to eat, you had long for certain things in your body, Jesus was tempted that way, then there's the lust of the eyes, when the enemy took Jesus and he said, you see all these things, it's when the enemy creates discontent by showing you things, all right, and he moves you and he asks you to open the gate of your heart to give access to things, and then the pride of life. That's what we did last week. Now, we're going to hit James chapter 1 this morning. And interesting thing, I went back, I think it was 2015, Lisa, I preached on this passage in this church as a guest. And I also used the term electric fence, and I'm back here. Let's do it. I remember thinking back then, this is a tough crowd, <laughs> 2015. But you're much, you're much, I, I'm much tougher now, okay? <laughs> you're still the same. Let's go for it. Just say to the person next to you, you are a stronghold. You are God's property. Okay? Then tell them you have the ability to protect what is precious. Okay? And we're going to use this term, the electric fence. Remember, I, I joked last week, you know, when you put on your alarm, it gives you a signal when an intruder is in a space in your home. And your alarm, because it is set up by someone smart, knows that if you close a certain door and you press that button, stay at home or whatever, the alarm knows people can move on one side of a home. But if there's movement in another side, it gives you a signal. 
it says, it goes, whoa, whoa, whatever. Or it just flashes a light or it phones you to say, hey, there's movement in a place where you know at this moment, you know, three o'clock in the morning, uh, friends are not over right now. They, the, the, I mean, the, the domestic help, they're not there at three o'clock in the morning. It is sleep time. Who is in my home? All right. And so in a similar way, your heart, as you are guided by the Holy Spirit, picks up when there's something in spaces where it do not belong. And you can become fit. You can become sharp at acknowledging when there's something like climbing over your fence. Right. James chapter 1. Each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth Death. Now, what James gives to us, it, it, it shows us the journey of an intruder. All right? This can be a demonic force. This can be an idea. This can be a, a temptation. It, it can even be a good thing that the enemy tempts you to elevate to an ultimate thing. All right? Which can get us into trouble. But it shows us a journey, and we're going to track that journey. And at each step of this journey, at each movement of the intruder, there's an opportunity for you to put them out. Take authority over your heart, over your life, your family. But it starts with you. We're going to focus on, on you this morning. The first thing that happens is the plan of enemies to lure you. I will your eight look. Okay? Now... <laughs> When you are being lured, wanneer jy uitgelok word, then you are being shown something or some, uh, you are being told something. I see it in my house with my kids. They, hulle lok mekaar so bykie uit, terg, terg. And there's some elements there that we can relate with. But one thing for us, maybe as grown-ups, one way we are being lured is, for example, when we are being told, ha, 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 jy het die die dingie. Ha, 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 jy het die dit die. Ha, 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 jy is die so nie. You're not as good with this. And so, he's starting to, to, he's luring your heart to be off balance, to be discontent. And it starts very subtle, because he can actually lure you with good things as well. Ah, your spouse is not the perfect person. We all know that. But the intent of that lure is to bring discontentment in your heart. Now, even at this, this is the very first step, and it can be very subtle. In a busy life where there's a lot of noise, especially with the speed of life, we often will not pick this up unless we are in the Spirit. Unless we are awake, we the enemy gets past the luring phase very quickly. And what he's trying, what he's asking of us is to just put the electric fence off in this area. Just switch it off. Like I said last week, we've got a cat. 
And so now we don't put the night alarm on. Because I have to wake up every night to see, is it an intruder or is it the cat? And I'm tired of it, so I leave her alarm. That's a bad thing. Well, the enemy wants you to do that with your heart. Okay, he's starting, he's starting to lure you. Now, this is a little bit in the dark. You should feel, but how does this work? Because you see, Scripture is coherent, so it's going to build on this. How will he lure you? How will he, where will he go from here? Each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by what? By what? His own desire. Now, this is a, this is, this is a home run moment. This is where a lot of things make sense. The enemy will probably not get over your fence when he lures you with my desires. Because those are not appealing to you. It might be to some men, some people, if we are similar in a certain way. But he knows what happened in your past. And he knows the mistakes that you have previously made. And he knows the things that you say. Now, the enemy might not hear and understand when we pray in tongues. He might not understand when we are silent in our heart contemplating the word of the Lord. But as jy skinner, he hears. He knows. He knows. When you bring it out, when you say it, he hears it. Ah. And he collects data on your life. Look, I'm not yet trying to make you scared. He's nothing for God, all right? All I'm saying is I'm showing his plan. He collects data on your life. He knows what you want. Man, even marketing companies can do it. Then he comes to you with something that you will actually contemplate putting your fence off for that thing. And it's different for us. You know, there's certain things. When I look at your life, I'd say, yes, you're stupid. But when you look at the things that I put my fence off, you'd say, yes, you're stupid. Because we are different. All right? And that's where you need to take ownership and stewardship of your own heart, of your own life. And that's why God wants to walk a personal relationship with you. That's why we want a Bible reading church where each person builds his own relationship with the Lord because that's not a nice to have. That's a do or die. It is the only way that you will have strength to protect the gates of your heart is if you have your own relationship with the Lord. It's impossible to list the amounts of sin and temptation out there. But it is possible by the help of the Spirit to hear or to feel when something is nearing your heart that does not belong there. So building a relationship with the Lord is much more important than trying to list sins. All right. Are you with me? In your life, in your past. Now, some of these things, if we talk about your desires. Let's just go to that next slide. He, 
he uses your own desires as bait. Now, some of these things might be, um, I almost want to say the, the lower order of sins, which is easy to list, like you are susceptible to, to watch pornography, or you are susceptible to constantly, I don't know, want stuff, buy stuff, you are susceptible to, I don't know, uh, Lower order things, you know, use drugs. Those are the easy ones. The harder ones is what is the bent in your heart because of sins committed to you, which has caused you to be susceptible to things like you would lower your fence for attention. You know, those are hard to spot because they don't look like sin, but they can be the start of many calamities. Are you with me? You have been told, you've been sinned against, you've been told that you are not good at stuff, you're bad. And, and constantly, you would lower your fence for recognition. And, and getting caught up into that, you'd put your fence off, you will, you'll be okay in this regard to displease the Lord, to please that person to get the recognition. Are you with me? Now those are dangerous ones because they are invisible. You, don't, you, you can't always quantify it to see it. But, but in your past, you, you are susceptible to different things. Now that's why the Lord wants to do a deep work in your heart. Make you strong in Him so that you'll not put your fence off for many of those things. You'd be strong in your identity in the Lord. Amen? He uses your own desires as bait. How do you protect yourself? I almost want to stop there for a moment. How do you, because it sounds like a, a, quite a strong enemy at the gates here. I would say worship and a prayer life that prays a, pl- a prayer like this, more or less like this, often will help you gain strength. Lord, my, I have many hurts and, 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 and I want to be loved. I want, also want community. Those are not bad things. I, want, I don't want people to reject me always. It's not God's heart. Okay? But my greatest desire is not to be accepted by people. My greatest desire is to be loved by you. And to grow before your face. That's my greatest desire. Lord, my greatest desire, because my desires are used for bait, is to be in your presence forever. My greatest desire is to be formed in your image. Now you are building strength for the enemy at the gate when he comes with other desires. Are you with me? Let's go on. Enticed by his own desire. Then... When, desi- when it has conceived, gives birth to sin. Now, conception is when something which has not yet been activated come together and activates. Right? And often, I summarize it like this. When I accept the temptation it becomes mine, or there's a concept, something moves. When I decide, okay, I'm going to put this fence off, I'm allowing this thing in, I'm taking on the invitation, normally 
something moves. It's almost like a little bit of a false piece. You're still putting up the battle when he's biting you, but there's a moment where you say, listen, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm not going to fight this now. And you switch it off. And something happens there, and it's hard to put your finger on it, but the Bible describes it as conception. The, when there was only a battle, there's something now. Something in your heart, something in your life, something has just moved. And I made a few notes here. At conception is where what was powerless becomes powerful. It is now moved. It is now developed. Now sometimes I take the temptation or I take the bait because I believe I can handle it. I believe I deserve it. Or I believe they deserve it if it's got to do with hurting others. So, so I, make, I'm, I make an excuse or a way or justification to just bend a little bit on the will of God in my life because I have a reason for that and conception has taken place. Now when conception takes place, we're on the move. Now the enemy has gained. He's already in the fence. He's on the, he's on the inside. He's now busy in the garden of your life. He's there. All right. Okay, let's go on. When, it, when desire, when it has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when it is fully grown, it brings forth death. Now, after conception comes birth. Okay. Now, what happens here is stuff starts to go wrong. There's, there's now, it's like the birth happened and you're now walking with something in your heart. You, you, at one stage, there was a fence, there was a battle, there's a temptation, but now you are carrying something with you like it gave birth to something. It might be regret. It might be bitterness. It, you, you start to feel it in your relationships because it's now a it. It's there in your, in your life. And the voice of the Spirit has been there to help us, but because of lowering my guard or opening my heart, something has now happened. And normally here I would say, this has happened of course to me many times, I would say, I have now lost my peace. Ik is krapperig. Something is not right with me. What is going on in my life? And often if I sit and I reflect back and I ask the Lord to help me, then often I would be able to track this process to see, oh, okay, that's, that, that's where it happened. That's where it started. There is where I should have put up the God, but I did not, and now I am here. And at this stage, at number four, I can still turn the process around and often I have to repent to the Lord and by this time I've also messed around with other people. So I have to ask forgiveness. Hey, when I spoke to you, I, I, I used words and I was angry, I was frustrated. Please forgive me. There's now something because birth has happened and it has affected my office, my workplace, my friendship, my marriage. Or my children, I handled that wrong. If I stay stubborn, if I, if I push through, if I will not bend, if I will not go back and repent, there's a next stage. When it is fully grown, it brings forth 
death. Now, don't rush immediately to like, okay, it means that we will all die, which is also a consequence of sin, which we will live through before we are renewed. But also death in the sense of God brings life and love and light. And the plan of the enemy is death, bitterness. And you know that bad taste in your mouth. And so if I push through that birth stage, there's areas of death around me. Like, just like literally in my, in my marriage, it's, I've, now caused, I've now caused hurt. This does not feel like life. This feels like death to me and the other person. In, in this relationship, this friendship, in this company, in my life, in my own life, I now am bearing the fruit of what started out there on the, on the boundary of my life. I allowed someone to come in closer, closer, and now at this stage, there's the fruit of death. Man is a bitter smoke. And even here, there's an opportunity to turn around. But now, I might have lost a friend. I've lost money. I've lost time. I've, I've missed this year. You know, a student, I've messed it up. Now there's consequences to be dealt with. And I need to decide, am I just going to give up? Or am I going to go onto the stronghold of my heart? Repentance needs to happen. I need to come into the light. Hey, everyone, my fences are down. I've messed up. These things have happened in my life. I'm here to say it, but also to ask for help. Please come. Hendrik, bou jy hierdie meer weer vir my op. Jack, help jy daar met die draad. Come and help me repair and restore what I have given away. I am responsible because the Spirit was there helping me, guiding me. And I allowed a lot of pain in my life. Will you now help me? Is there redemption from this? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. There's people here that will tell you stories of redemption now, which are great testimonies. But if they can go back in time, they would not choose to walk the whole journey again. Turn it number one. <laughs> okay. Push him out. Be transformed by the renovation of your mind that by testing you may know, you may discern what is the will of God, what is not. No, stay out. That's the ideal situation. But we are humans. En ons is harakwas, want ons is Suid-Afrikaners. Jy sê, jy moes nie vir my nie. Nie as die heilige gees nie. But then I go back and I say, you know what, Holy Spirit, there's no other voice that loves me as much as you do. Forgive me. I have wrong. I want to give you a test. I, 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 mean, I, I don't think the Bible are meant to be quantified like a, uh, well, certain times maybe. But if you come into church and there's an opportunity to worship and you struggle, ask yourself why. That's a good test. It is a test. All right? It might be that a fence is broken down. And wherever you find yourself, turn right there, call a, call a halt, 
raise up the fence, say, Lord, this stronghold devoted to you, help me. Amen. Where do I start today? Let's go on. I want to wrap up for us. What is the hope? Okay, that's great. When I was preparing the sermon, I'm like, man, I'm telling the people what they're doing wrong. That's not very inspirational. Lord, what is the answer here? Very next verse. Do not be deceived, my beloved brothers. There might be many lures and robbers and bad stuff at the fence that might, that, that they might be dressed nicely, but when they come in, they reap havoc. But let me tell you about other things that arrive at your gate. Every good and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights to your electric fence. Open up. With whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. How do you fight all these things in your life? You remember what you are called for. You all remember how rich you are to have a Lord in your life. How privileged you are to have peace and friends, to be together in this way. And all the plans He has for you, they also arrive in your life. But be transformed by the renovating or the renewal of your mind that you may discern when is it the Lord, when not. If it's Him, open wide the gates. Let it all in. Because it is prospering and lovely and beautiful. Man, who remembers that feeling just sitting on your couch and just feeling, man, I am so satisfied in the Lord right now. I just feel, I feel and it's just, it's just simple things. I mean, I'm just seeing that tree and I'm grateful. Man, I'm just seeing my children walk across and I'm like, oh. That's what it feels like when you are allowing God in and allowing Him to make a home in your life. Once you start with that, you pick up the scent of a stranger at the gates. You say, no thanks. If you are uncertain, phone a friend. Like, really, do it. You are a steward of your heart. And you've got the greatest coach in the world, the Holy Spirit, there to help you. And he's given you some incredible friends, if you look around you, that also have their own fences to keep up. And they know all about what it feels to fight off temptation. Man, but this thing, it just looks, it feels so easy. Don't do it. It's not the Lord. Trust Him. Go home with your peace. And be full in the Lord. And if you hurt yourself, I don't know how all these things work. I cannot tell you that everything in your life that you have lost or that you have compromised will be restored in a similar fashion to what it previously was. That I cannot say, and that does not make sense. But I know that there's healing from the Lord in every area of your life. What that might look like, that is up to the Lord. But trust Him this morning. Repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. Put up your fence. That times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. Let's pray together this morning.
you can stand with me this morning. I want you to stand this morning and, and try and see your heart as God's garden. Boundaried off with a fence. And you having the beautiful responsibility to, to dedicate your heart, your life to the Lord. Say, Lord, this belongs to you. Man, how I long to grow this garden in a way that you say, that's my son, bearing fruit, showing signs of life and peace. But we know it's not as simple and as idealistic like that because we've allowed many agents to come in and also hurt areas of our, of our hearts, of our life. And I want us to repent bring them before the Lord this morning maybe you have done that then you can speak to the Lord again and thank him for victory if you've already addressed an area where there was pain just say Lord thank you for helping me thank you for helping me turning the tide on this thing maybe at the moment you're at number two three four where where things in your life are picking up speed but you are it almost feels like someone else are running away with you hijacking you stop it right there in the in its tracks stop it right there call halt and invite the holy spirit to come and help you you can turn around at any moment any moment so this morning I want to give you an opportunity just where you are standing to bring your fence to the Lord say Lord this thing has come over please come and help me here you know what's going on in your heart maybe this can be as simple as bitterness just an invitation to hate the person when you think about them you want to you want to murmur because you are bitter turn that thing around because there's something coming for your heart to compromise innocence of your heart where it gets really hard is if you if there was mistakes that you did make but now you are unable to take the peace of the Lord because you actually want to punish yourself you want to hold yourself hostage you must let go of that Jesus Christ died for each and every sin that's pride wanting to pay for it yourself Invite the peace of the Lord into your life this morning. That thing must stop that pattern. Amen. I want you to consecrate your heart to the Lord. Say, Lord, I just want to bring my heart to you and my mandate to protect and, and grow my faith in you, Lord. I want to bring my, my spiritual ears to you. My ability to hear and to respond please help me be such a great steward of this life you've given me and of my calling help me I need help just present yourself to the Lord and say please help me Lord he's busy 
in your life with an amazing work. Thank you, Lord. I want to give a little bit more time for reflection this morning. So, so what I want you to do is I want you to take your seat. And I, and I want you just to meditate. <clears throat> Can we have Romans 12 verse 2 on there? That'll be, that'll be great. Just to meditate on this. In this moment, if you want to, if you are here with, 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 your, with your spouse or with someone you know, you are welcome to, to ask them, what is God saying to you this morning? How can I pray with you? If you want to be alone at this moment and, and just reflect on the Lord, you can do that. That by tasting, you may discern what is the will of God, what is acceptable and perfect. Let's just take a moment. <clears throat> you are welcome to, to share a few thoughts. You're welcome to pray with one another. I'm just going to give you three minutes just to take this deep into your heart. so much for coming this morning i want to formally dismiss this meeting and give everyone an opportunity to say hi to someone and grab a coffee but i just want to ask some small group leaders to hang in front here if we can just love you this morning by helping you if you want to pray through something maybe just ask guidance on something how to deal with the situation we, we're not gurus but we're a friend that's willing we are friends that's willing to pray with you so Please come to the front, ask for prayer, ask for your support, and, and we'd love to pray with you. And if we can open that back door, that'll be great. Then this front door can be closed for ministry. Awesome. You are formally dismissed, everyone. Um, please have a great day. See you again soon.